Welcome to the Optimal You podcast. This is pharmacist Steve Ersfeld. Grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 23 of the Ersfeld Pharmacy Optimal You podcast. I am your host, Marion Sorum, Outreach Coordinator here at Ersfeld Pharmacy. And the goal of our podcast is the discuss- is to discuss different health topics that might be helpful to you in your journey at becoming the Optimal You. If you listen all the way to the end of the podcast, I have a special offer for you as a gift for taking the time to listen. Today's guest is pharmacist Steve Ersfeld, and we're going to call this um, podcast the Water Cooler Podcast. Before we start our visit with Steve, I need to let the listeners know that this podcast provides general information and a discussion about health and health-related subjects. The information provided in this podcast is not intended and should not be construed as medical advice, nor is the information a substitute for professional medical expertise or treatment. A little background on our guest, Steve. Is he's the owner of Earthfield Pharmacy. He's actually the normal host of this podcast. Um, and he lives in Dickinson. Steve graduated from NDSU College of Pharmacy in 1988. After working in Fargo as an intern and a staff pharmacist, he returned to Dickinson to work alongside his dad and has been in Dickinson for 27 years. Pharmacy is a family affair for Steve. NDSU School of Pharmacy has graduated his father, Jim, his daughter, Molly, and three uncles. One misguided cousin graduated from some other school. Yeah, we won't uh, mention that one. I think it was Washington State University, so. Oh, okay. So, and to let the listeners know, um, some of you may have listened to the podcast um, where Steve interviewed Jim, but it's a lovely podcast, and I would encourage you to pull that up. Um, so a little bit more about, uh, the goal of the pharmacy, um, by having, having tools such as compounding and nutrition, as well as having relationships with alternative medicine practitioners, we are able to help our patients seek wellness with non-traditional methods. Steve was appointed to the North Dakota Board of Pharmacy in April of 2014. Has it really been that long? Yeah, it'll be um, nine years in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And is a current member and its president. So you just climbed right up. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Steve routinely speaks publicly and, and to professionals about the merits of compounding and nutrition. He has written a weekly article on a health-related topic in his local newspaper since 2016. And maybe some of you have read that on Facebook or our blog or Instagram. Um, You can find it there. Uh, Steve enjoys spending time with his three daughters, their families, including his granddaughters, and another one on the way. Actually, that's an old, that's, uh, that needs to be updated now. Two granddaughters. We have two granddaughters. Two granddaughters. I thought there was maybe like. No, not another one. No. <laughs> sorry another one. that. Sorry. Um, and his wife, of course, Carolyn of 35 years, who is an absolute gem. So he enjoys traveling, gardening, working out, mountain biking, cooking, and learning new ways to better help his patients. We're going to have to talk about cooking. Yeah. Hey. This is kind of weird being on the other side of the mic on the podcast. I haven't had that opportunity yet. So kind of right. fun. Yeah. Right. 
And it's just kind of weird being on the mic at, at all. I haven't had that opportunity either. <laughs> so um, some of you guys did put in some questions um, on our social media pages. We had posed it to you that this was going to be happening and that it was your chance to ask, ask away. So um, the first question, which I was intrigued by because I, every time I pull it out of the cabinet, I'm like, so what's the status on this product these days? Is stevia still considered a good sugar substitute or is there something better? Well, I, I use stevia. I don't use a lot, but I do use it. Um, I'm a honey guy myself. I, I know I that, uh, you know, you get, you know, you for some, maybe they don't want to deal with the calories of that, but raw honey's got a lot of great benefits to it. Um, I, you know, some of the other ones that that we talked about, monk fruit seems to be a newer one that a lot of people are using. I like uh, pure pure organic maple syrup. Um, I use that, not a ton. Um, you can use dates. Dates, I, I always refer to my kids will, will say um, nature's uh, nature's candy. That's what I refer to it as. So those those are all um, sweeteners that you can use. You know, it, it depends on what your goal is, though, too. If you're trying to eliminate calories, I would stick with stevia or monk fruit would be the two that I, I would prefer, I guess. Um, so and some people dislike stevia. It's kind of got a little bit of an aftertaste. So, yeah, stevia is still good. Very good. What do you do? Because, you know, yeah. Do you, you kind of have to watch sugar intake and things like that, don't you? Yeah, I um have played with oodles of things and I just keep arriving back to honey. Um, A little bit goes a long ways. Yeah. And so that's my, um, that's where I like it. And my husband farms. And um, so there was a time there where the bees weren't coming to visit the farm and that was a high priority for him to find some bees to come back because then the beekeepers drop off some honey for us so oh wow yeah and so, so we can actually say the honey that our family consumes is truly in our neighborhood so that's kind of fun that's awesome yeah have you gotten into like some of the tupelo honey and some of the fancies no, I had one of our customers drop some off. I kind of pirated it and took it home. <laughs> Employees, if they listen to this, they're probably going to say, where'd that honey go? There's still some down there, but. <laughs> um, and I've had, I've been lucky too. I've had a, um, a couple of customers over the years that have been, one was a beekeeper um, and would always drop us some honey off. But yeah, and and just buying, you know, good stuff that you can find i kind of like to i haven't gone into the the designer honeys or anything like that so yeah i got one jar but it had a real like it was a taste that you really had to acquire develop. yeah and i was like mm, i don't know for 25 dollars i think i'll nice. just go back to my farm honey. honey bear <laughs> yeah yeah so okay um you had mentioned your family is gluten-free is there anything else you've eliminated from your diet and can you tell us a little bit about that lifestyle yeah I think um gluten-free my my wife was 
has been a headache sufferer for I th I think since the last child we had, so that's 26, 27 years. Um, and she did some food sensitivity testing. Gluten was a sensitivity, so we took that out of our our diets back. It's been 10 years. And you know, 10 years ago, the the products that we had to to use were not very good. Uh, a lot of stuff tasted like cardboard. It was just, it was not good. So if you're, you know, if you're thinking about going gluten-free at this time, your options are many and they're not bad. I mean, you know, you can buy stuff that, you know, I think bread's probably the the toughest, I would say, is to, to get good gluten-free bread. Um, you know, a regular sandwich, we don't really have regular sandwiches anymore just because that's you know we have a struggle with that that form of, of bread I guess um, a lot of it you can toast and it tastes good and I, it good. almost always has to be toasted yep most most often so yeah so what 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 else have we done well we we try and eat clean we you know we buy mainly organic stuff um, when it's available. So we try and eat eat stuff that's you know free of pesticides and herbicides, things like that. Um, we get farm fresh eggs from a local source. Um, I have removed um, pop soda from my diet, and that's probably been twenty five years. Maybe I haven't been drinking soda, and not not that I won't have a pop, but you know I would say we we can have a pop in our fridge and it'll last a year you know a 12 pack or whatever so you know if guests come over they they need a pop they can have a pop but for the most part that's that's something that we've uh, eliminated from our diet um we have sourced um I'll give a shout out to Oderman um organic uh beef we've uh we get our beef from um John and the John uh, J Jacob maybe Jacob and Jim Oderman and um, Leona so that that's that's something that we do so yeah it's always I think it's ever evolving I mean we you just try and get better um can we be better heck yeah you know do we like chocolate yeah I like chocolate but you know I think the the key with a lot of this stuff is just moderation moderation and everything I mean you can go crazy but can you sustain that you know, what can you do that you can sustain for a long period of time? I think that's important in, in this whole journey to becoming the optimal you. And what is your definition of the optimal you? I think that's that's kind of a, a key thing because maybe maybe that doesn't mean gluten-free is going to be part of that that mix. But honestly, um, I've, I think I've talked about this in my articles, is for me... Uh, the gluten-free thing was, you know, we, we, we know that gluten, our bodies don't absorb or digest gluten very well. So if that gets into your system via leaky gut, hyperpermeable gut, um, that's going to create an inflammatory response. And if I get into gluten now, like if we have bread or pizza or we're, you know, accidentally maybe get into it, my knee will hurt. My knees will hurt like two days later for like two or three days and then it gets cleared, kind of gets cleared and then, then I'm fine. But 
it's a constant reminder that if I were eating gluten every day, I would have no idea that that was causing the problem for me. So, yeah. So that's my thing. I, I, I encourage people to do it. Try, try going gluten-free. You have to do it for a month before you notice a difference because it takes that long for the immunoglobulins that have been created, which are reacting to those gluten and creating inflammation for them to get rid of your, rid, rid, rid from your body. And, you know, I always have people that say, well, I'm kind of gluten-free. <laughs> well, you can't be kind of gluten-free. You either are, or you aren't, because if you dabble in it, you'll never clear those immunoglobulins and you'll never know if, if it's being beneficial for you. So, and we do, honestly, there's gluten digestive enzymes. So if you're getting a situation where you go out for dinner or you go to a friend's house and you, uh, you know, you don't know and you don't want to ask because you don't want to be that person, <laughs> you know, is it gluten-free? Yeah. Well, we're, then, then you can take the cheater enzymes and, and, uh, you know, kind of overcome that. It's not, you know, designed for you to go out and drink beer and eat pizza on the weekend every weekend and just take a cheater enzyme, but it it will kind of help help smooth that process out. So reduce the burden, maybe. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, I always tell friends that like you can't order these and then go get a caramel roll. Yeah, right. Well, you're you're gluten free as well. So what's what's been your experience? Um, well, speaking of karma rolls, like if, if like the perfect world existed, like karma rolls is the one thing that like, oh man, you can make them gluten-free, but they just aren't the same, but yeah, totally. But anyways, there is, there is once you get past that initial, I would say it's like a year of just trying to build those habits and those recipes. And then it becomes this, like, it's really no longer a conversation. Yeah. And it, if you are successful at it, you really probably won't go back. Right. And on the occasions that I accidentally go back or lose my mind, I'm usually reminded um, about two o'clock in the morning with severe ear pain. That was my thing. Mm -hmm. And I just relate that to inflammation. Like that must be the crux there, but yeah. So for those of you listening that are kind of dabbling, I would encourage you to just pull the bandaid off, do it, develop some good new habits. You're going to learn a lot of new recipes along the way. Um, you're going to look at things totally different. And a year will pass and you will almost have a workaround for about everything. Totally. Yeah. We, you know, I think pizza is like, I mean, who doesn't like pizza? That's always mm -hmm. a tough one, but you have, have Papa Murphy's has a good gluten-free pizza. We like that. And we also make our own pizza dough in the summer. Now we'll put the pizza stone on a grill and, and, um, you know, grill pizzas. And we've, yeah, that works really good and they're tasty. So, yeah. Yeah. Who doesn't like pizza? That's for sure. Okay. Um, so, oh, the next question would be, what was your favorite gluten-free item? Maybe it's pizza. Maybe you answered that. Yeah, I, I would go with that. I mean, I, I, I don't really, 
Yeah, we don't eat a lot of pasta. Mm, kind of miss that every once in a while, but I, I miss a good, like, I miss a good bread, a good bread, you know. I like the char bread. I like them. They've got baguettes and and uh, little buns and things. Those That's probably been, you know, the best commercial bread product or substitute that, that we've used, so. So a little hint, there is a bakery in Hatton, North Dakota called Do North Bakery. Hey, that'd be a great topic. Yeah. So Hatton, um, Hatton. Hatton is north of Grand Forks mm. and they deliver all over. Anyway, um, kind of a neat story. One was a grandchild that needed to be gluten-free and one is the owner that needed to be gluten-free, but they have a honey bun. Like, do you know the, the, um, orange buns you see in the grocery store i think they're like king's hawaiian something oh yeah i didn't know about them prior to being gluten-free so i don't but people know about them and um their thing anyways hatton makes their buns are kind of like a gluten-free version of that and they are quite amazing not something i can do a lot of just because of the carbs but but wow if you want a good piece of bread that's where it's at wow Good to know. Yeah. And they have promised gluten-free lefsa by next fall. So. Oh, wow. Cool. Hang on. Yeah. For those uh, Norwegians, right? Right. Right. Yeah. So. So there's a little little plug for a little mom and pop shop that um, brings a lot of joy to people. Yeah. Super cool. So. Um. What are some of the other natural options to lower cholesterol other than a statin? Man, I just listened to a topic on this. Yeah. So, um, you know, kind of dovetails in with the, the other question about what are you familiar with red yeast rice for helping lower cholesterol? So, yeah. So I guess the first thing that, that I, I would recommend, um, obviously having your cholesterol checked. Um, if you want a deeper dive into cholesterol, you can do uh, it's called an LPP test, which is looking at the particle size of your cholesterol. Um, smaller, denser particles are just uh, more atherogenic um, versus large, poofy uh, cholesterol molecules. So, you know, that would be something you can do. I always recommend, you know, if you've got a family history or you just want to know, um, have your provider uh, get an order for a coronary CT scan, which is basically just looks at your your coronary arteries, finding out if there's any calcification on those. Um, so, you know, just kind of figuring out, you know, where are you at in that whole issue? You know, cholesterol is not bad. Obviously, all of our hormones come from cholesterol. If we don't have cholesterol, we're, we're kind of in the hurt bag. Um, so that, that's a concern. Um, and then, you know, looking at like triglycerides. So triglycerides are typically <clears throat> going to be um, based off of, you know, eating sugar and carbs. If you can cut sugar and carbs out of your out of your diet or lessen them, that's going to be helpful. But if you can, um, omega-3 fatty acids, so fish oil, EPA, and DHA. And there are studies out there, two to four four grams or 2,000 to 4,000 milligrams um, will help lower uh, triglycerides. Um, so, 
and they're you know it's gotten to the point where there's uh, a prescription fish oil lavaza is the name of it um, that can be used for that so that's pretty well accepted in the medical community um, red yeast rice nat is a natural statin a naturally occurring statin so the benefit of that would be that um, you get some of the benefits of the statin without the you know the, the bad side effects way less side effects as far as a profile on that um, if you are in a statin or if you're taking red yeast rice, taking some CoQ10 is a good thing. We'll talk about that in a, in a minute here. Um, fiber. Yeah, everybody needs fiber. You know, we're, we're not, not getting enough fiber in our diet. Uh, fortifying with, with fiber can be helpful. Um, phytosterols uh, are another one. Uh, we, have a, we have a really good product that kind of combines all those ingredients into, into one. So you just take one, one product. Um, we've had people using bergamot, bergamot, uh, which is basically the, the pith of, I think it's a lemon, I believe, um, seems to be, be helpful for some of our patients. So yeah, there's options out there and, you know, you know, in your cholesterol journey, it's, it's think of it more of a marathon rather than like, a you know, a sprint and a quick fix, you know, you know, keep working on it. I know mine typically runs a little bit on the higher side and I uh, don't fight with my, I discuss with my doctor, you know, that my numbers are all good. My calcium score is zero. My, my particle sizes are good. So I'm like, I, I'm not going to hop on a medication to lower it just to lower it. So yeah. So those are well, options for you. And can you touch a little bit on why cholesterol exists in our bodies? Yeah, it, um, <clears throat> it's it's a precursor for all hormones. You know, if we don't have, like I said, if we don't have cholesterol, we're we're not going to have hormone production, and you know, driving it down can can be a concern in that area. So we need we need cholesterol. You know, our bodies need it. So. I guess I just wanted to highlight that I, I think we're all a little phobic of cholesterol. And while that it's it's good to be aware. Um, I mean it's there for a reason. Yep, for sure. Yeah, cholesterol phobia is a is an issue. But yeah. <laughs> I might Dang. be a podcast on that. Right. Um, so this kind of probably ties into, I know you talked about calcium, but what do you recommend for osteoporosis? Yeah. So good question. So if you think, you know, osteoporosis or bone loss really starts young. I don't think, I don't think we think of that as being like, you know, women in their men and women <clears throat> really in their teens, twenties, thirties are starting to lose bone if they're not taking care of it. So, um, you know, being on a, on a calcium supplement, not a lot, but you know, or making sure you're getting calcium in your diet is, is important to start at an early age. So, you know, for, you know, we think about osteoporosis is mainly, um, as we age being an issue. So, you know, the older we are, we start to lose our hormones. So, the hormones um, that are important with that are are going to be our sex hormones. So progesterone builds bone, testosterone strengthens bone, and estrogen prevents bone loss. 
that estrogen, you know, postmenopausally, I think the statistics are that women lose like 5% of bone per year in the first five years after menopause. So, you know, if they're not, you know, supplementing with some estrogen at that point, that, that can be a concern. But, you know, testing those hormones and finding out where things are at and maybe addressing deficiencies if needed is, is kind of a big part of it. Um, and we can get into calcium, uh, taking a good calcium supplement. Um, the, and the, the one that um, is kind of recommended is, is going to be um, the microcrystalline hydroxycellulose uh, or, or calcium, I'm sorry, um, is, is probably our best uh, bet for calcium supplement. So I, I would recommend that. Um, vitamin D3 and K2 are, are, you know, important, you know, having that tested, making sure your levels optimal. And in my world is 50 to 80. Um, the K2 is, is an interesting um, product because that is going to help calcium get to where it needs to be. So get it um, out of the blood, into the bone, into the tissue. Um, and then uh, following up with that is a good collagen supplement. And the, we have a really good one um, with four patented collagen peptides. Uh, one of those peptides is a, is a patented one called Fortibone, which has got data showing that it um, can increase bone density um, so that's kind of what we talk about, you know, everybody's, you know, at a different place and some are going to not want to do hormones. Some are going to want to do hormones, you know, some people calcium constipates them. So they, they don't like to take that. So, but, but vitamin D testing is a must uh, just to find out where you're at and then, you know, tweak the tweak the, the dosing to make sure you're in that range. So yeah, we get that. We get that question. Seems like more and more. So, and, oh, I forgot, you know, you can always add um, low-dose naltrexone. Um, has got some data showing that it can help with, with bone growth. And, you know, if you think about osteoporosis um, being, you know, maybe an inflammatory um, condition as well. Um, the LDN will help with inflammation. So anything we can do to decrease inflammation in our bodies is going to be beneficial. So, okay. So this next one is near and dear to your heart. Um, supplements to take with a cancer diagnosis. Yeah, that one, <clears throat> that one's a tough one because, you know, it, it really depends on the type of cancer depends on, you know, what, what you're, what your treatment options are. So it's kind of a kind of individualized and tailored to, to each person. I think, I honestly think that cancer journey is just uh, just a very individualized thing because everybody's at a different spot, what they feel comfortable with, what they don't feel comfortable with. Um, so I, I, I don't have a, a great answer for you. I can tell you that, you know, eating a, a good clean diet is, is, can be helpful, you know, decreasing sugar consumption, um, 
yeah, decreasing inflammation, doing things to to drive down inflammation, and once again is is a key factor with that. So, I guess if people are looking for more um, specific information, they can certainly dial me up, and we can chat about it. I think I helping somebody yesterday with a, a leukemia, new leukemia diagnosis. So, you know, anything that we can do, and like I said, everybody's at a different spot in that journey, and yeah, just yeah, just depends on where where people are at and their comfort level. So there's definitely different options out there to to help you through that journey. So, well, I know um, our compounding options grew immensely um, as as you <laughs> yeah. had experienced. So that's another thing I I think we could put that out there to the listeners is. Um, not only are there supplements that we can and can't discuss, you know, that you can consider, but also that there's um, lots of things to ease that burden of the chemotherapy process. Yeah, totally. Symptom management is huge. So, you know, you've got nausea, you've got, you know, bone pain, you've got mouth sores, you know, just kind of ravages the whole GI tract. So you, you've kind of got, we've got, tools to help with with uh mitigating those side effects so yeah i mean there's definitely um things that you can do and things that you can have around because you know it just seems like stuff happens at 2 a.m right you mentioned 2 a.m or <laughs> 2 a.m is like a witching hour it's like okay something's gonna rear its head at 2 a.m what do i have in my toolbox so just having some some tools to help with that process is kind of a, a good thing so um, okay, so also this week, we were busy on social media. You had posted this, your snicker hands with yeah, snicker bars yeah. with um, your vitamin regimen. And so maybe you can walk us through what that looks like on a daily basis. Yeah, so this is my morning regimen. So I'm, I'm a, uh, I can only take my supplements twice a day. I'm, you know, anything in between the rest of the day is not going to get taken. So I definitely um, take things in the morning when I, when I brush my teeth and at bedtime when I brush my teeth. And I, I when I help patients design regimens, I try and kind of adhere to that twice daily dosing unless they're really motivated and can do it multiple times a day. So I don't expect any more than that. Um, but I, you know, hopefully you're brushing your teeth twice a day and you can we can set something up like that. But um, so I thought it was interesting. The I spy thing. Somebody put out I spy like like I spy a low dose naltrexone on there. I thought that was kind of fun. It was I it spy was curcumin for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to start at the top and work my way down, kind of like reading a, a, a paragraph. So top thing was a probiotic, which is, you know, part of our core four which I'll touch on those four items as we go through this, this uh, process. So probiotic, um, I take a joint ease product. So, you know, as a, as a aging individual, I'm, you know, my goal is to uh, decrease inflammation. You're going to notice that throughout the, this group of, of supplements and also, you know, help my joints. So the joint ease, um, it's got collagen in it. And I think it's got a hops formulation in there as well. So, um, vitamin C, 
obviously antioxidant. Uh, DHEA 25 milligrams is, um, I did a saliva test here about a year ago. DHEA kind of on the lower end of normal for my age. So just supplementing with that, DHEA is kind of like uh, the first, you know, we're, when we're dealing with stress, that thing um, starts to um, fail before or start to dive in its level before other things start to, to go down. So supplementing you know, DHEA, I recommend that, but I would do testing before I, I would recommend that. Um, CoQ10, just heart health um, and just energy production in general. Uh, curcumin 400X, that purple one, dark purple or dark maroon one is a anti-inflammatory. Kush gets so many good properties to it from you know, brain support to inflammation to gut health to all those sort of things. And, you know, we think think about curcumin. Curcumin's a byproduct of turmeric. And if you were to take turmeric itself, only about 10% of it is absorbed. 10%, I'm sorry, 10% of it is curcumin. And of that curcumin, only like 10, 5 to 10% of that is absorbed um, so if you need to get a good uh, product, if you're looking for a systemic effect, you need to get a good product with a good delivery system. So the curcumin 400X, if you extrapolated that to raw turmeric, you would have to eat like four pounds of turmeric root to get what's in one curcumin 400X capsule. I thought that's kind of fun. Um, good, good oh. fact. Uh, so, you know, look for a good product uh, and and make sure that you're getting one that's going to be absorbed if you're looking for a systemic effect like that. Uh, next one, there's two big white capsules, magnesium glycinate. Take a couple of those, take a couple at night too. Um, the tiny yellow one, vitamin D3, 5,000 plus K2. Uh, probably be cutting back to like every other day on that um come summertime get out a little bit more i hope to get out a little bit more uh white capsule smaller zinc pro 20 milligram um that is so looking for 30 to 40 milligrams of zinc combined with i get some in the multivitamin so just supplementing with a little bit extra immune support is what that's kind of designed to do did that um, did that ramp up after 2020 or was that always in your regimen um i would say it was it ramped up yeah that, that one's kind of a newer one um i would get into my multi but but not the 30 to 40 milligram you know if, if somebody's sick we're gonna drive that up to 100 milligram for you know maybe for a couple of weeks just to <coughs> get them through that that time period so um i take an essential multi that is uh, multivitamin, multimineral, um, has got tons of uh, phytonutrients in there, antioxidants, so um, really good vitamin. Uh, then a fish oil, omega pure EPA DHA 720, so I take one of those twice daily. So we're gonna get about 1500 milligrams of that. And then um, there's another fish oil looking one called PRM Resolve. Um, that's going to have fish oil in it, but it also has pro-resolving mediators. So that's going to help um, resolve inflammation. 
And once again, that's the, the inflammation talk going. Now, if you wanted to simplify, there's a new kid on the block, isn't there? Yep. There, there's one called uh, Omega Pure Complete that has the EPA, DHA in higher levels and the PRM Resolve in higher levels. So, um, and then it's got some other omegas in there too. So yeah, that would be the the next one. But maybe I need to maybe I need to rework this now. I'm, maybe now you I, need to update. <laughs> yeah, you know it's been a process. You know, I I fish oil is something I've I've taken since the early two thousands maybe, and we had like a we had a salmon oil capsule that that I took and it was I would burp it every day and I just took it I just took it and burped it and I'm like oh this must be normal so I did that for a long period of time then I then I went to a liquid and I would put it in my smoothies and um then my wife said can't do that because you got fish oil smoothie and container going in the dishwasher or house smells like fish blah 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 so I had to shut that down so capsules is what it's been. And this Omega Pier, I don't ever burp that up. I take that whole handful in the morning. Should take it with something to eat. I don't always eat breakfast, but um, uh, it doesn't bother me. None of them do. So that green one, that's kind of a cool one. Quercetin, that, that kind of came about um, during the pandemic and stuff. So that's uh, for immune support. It's a... Uh, the phytosterol too that's um, helpful with uh, antioxidant benefits um, can help uh, drive down uric acid. Works on that too. Don't ever really have a uric acid oh. problem, but that would be um, anti-inflammatory, so to speak, for people. You've ever read? It? There's a good book out there by uh, Dr. David Perlmutter, uh, "Dropping Acid," and it and it talks about um, uric acid. And how, you know, uric acid, huge inflammatory condition, and really we need to, to drive it down to levels that are below, probably below midpoint of what is normal on our lab. So that'd be something if, if somebody's struggling with inflammation that they could definitely, you know, have a uric acid level checked and then take something to help help bring it down. So in great product. Um, and it's a zinc ionophore. So it's going to drive zinc into a viral body to help kill off the virus. So that was not in my vocabulary before 2020. Right. Now you hear zinc ionophore everywhere. Yep. Um, PRM Resolve talked about that. Um, then that big white capsule, NAC, N acetylcysteine. Somebody had guessed. Um, uh, Glutathione, um, good guess. Um, NAC is a precursor to glutathione. So, you know, taking NAC is upstream, eventually, hopefully get converted into um, glutathione or master antioxidant. So good product to have on board. And then the tiny yellow capsule on the bottom is low-dose naltrexone, which has anti-inflammatory properties as well for, yep, reaches... 15 different receptors. If, if uh, It's an incredible drug that we help so many people through the pharmacy with. If you're inclined to find more about it, you can listen to podcast 10 
um, where I interview a clinical pharmacist, Sebastian Dennison. That's a nice overview of what LDN does in our bodies. And I, you know, that'll give you some info if you think that it's something that uh, you might want to incorporate into your regimen. Um, so I also had somebody guess prostate support formula. I was like, oh, man, getting old, dude. Um, so, yeah, um, probably need to start dabbling with that one and seeing, seeing what that would what that would do. So, yeah, so that was really, it was really kind of fun to have people guess. Um, and a lot of, a lot of them got many, many of them, you know, some of them jump out, some are, are easy to guess that are not like a capsule, but like the colored, like fish oil, CoQ10, curcumin, vitamin D. Then some of the other ones are just kind of a couple of them obscure that they probably wouldn't even know about. So, but yeah. I'm always surprised that CoQ10 isn't a little bit more mainstream with as many people on products that deplete that. You know, it's, it's, I think it's more than you would realize it's, it's, I think in our top five um, products that we sell is CoQ10. I want to say it was like number two, I think vitamin D is number one. And I think CoQ10 was number two. So, okay. So we are making some headway on that. Totally. And I, you know, there are, you know, CoQ10 is one of those things too, that, that you want to have a good delivery system with it because absorption is the key. So, you know, and I, I think, you know, if people are really interested in like, where am I at nutritionally? We do have a, we do have a blood test uh, through a company called Spectracell Labs. It's a micronutrient test that um, would be, you know, something that you could, you know, if you really want to get serious about where am I at and what do I need to supplement and am I doing a good job with the supplements that I have that you could take that test and find out a lot of good information on it. So. Well, and for several reasons, I suppose, you know, like maybe some people are supplementing and, and their list is right on, but maybe there's an absorption problem. And so that would help further tweak that process totally because you know you know there's a lot of things on my list that that you know you you probably can feel them when you take them you know a lot but there's a lot of supplements that you want to have on board that that aren't sexy so to speak i mean it's not like i'm going to take a multivitamin and tomorrow i'm going to feel like a million bucks you know you you there, there, there aren't, and that's that's part. You know, I discuss this with other practitioners that that recommend supplements, and it's like you almost have to like when somebody comes in and you you're trying to help them out. You know, what's the one thing that's going to help them to get them to trust your recommendations? You know, what's the one nutrient that can do that? And that's, you know, because you often might not get a second chance. You might only get one chance with them. And if they, if you don't do anything, you know, they, they might not come back, you know? So you, you kind of, kind of figure, you know, what's going to be, you know, if somebody comes in inflammation, I always tell them like, try, try fish oil and curcumin for a month and see what, come back to me and see what, see what that does. 
and you'd be surprised um, how much better people feel just doing that. And honestly, we, you know, we have tests for fish oil that, that we can do $75 tests that, that we can determine whether you're low in omega-3 fats and also markers that will show that you may have inflammation in your system. So a lot of the stuff we can look at and test and figure out if you need them and, you know, and kind of what, try and work within your price range because prices is a concern these days. It's always a concern and just trying to, you know, get people the most bang for their buck with good quality supplements that, you know, are hopefully going to give them the results that they want to become the optimal you. Sure. And, you know, if a person came in and they weren't feeling real well and they maybe didn't have the resources or the want to put this many pills on board, um, we sometimes forget that, like, even if we just move the needle a little bit, we're still making progress. Yep. Baby steps. All we can do every day, just, you know, get a little bit better. Yeah. So, I mean, for the listeners out there, even if you just change one thing, you know, it's still progress. So. Yeah. Just so, just so you know, I didn't start with this handful of meds <laughs> or supplements. I mean, I, I think I started with just a couple, you know, and then you, you know, you, you know, I, I think what I'm doing is working. It's helping, you know, keep inflammation where I want it, which is not around. I can still do everything that I want to do at 58 years old without really any limitations, you know, unless my wife says I can't do them, then I, then I can't. <laughs> That's my limitation. I think she's, I think she's around here. She might hear that. <laughs> so um, to wrap this up, I think yeah. this is a question that tells a lot about who you are and why you get up in the morning and do what you do. But can you tell the listeners about how your faith, um, intertwines into your profession yeah i think i think we're our profession is pretty unique in that you can easily incorporate that in discussions if if you choose to you know some people might be very open to that others not um but i i think it's you know i think the ability to to give people some hope in in their journey you know, whether, you know, it's, you know, we talk to patients all the time, chronic pain patients. I had a back issue three weeks back and I'm like, I was just miserable for a couple of days. And, and I think about, you know, a 25 year old individual with back issues and it's like, you're 25 and thinking about the next 40 years, what can we do to give you hope and giving people hope? I, you know, it can be faith-based. Um, people are people are um, often open when you want to pray for them or pray with them. Um, so we do that. I also find I think our our mission. You know, there there was a time when in this process because we we don't accept a lot of insurance, very little actually, and making the transition from an insurance-based practice to a non-insurance-based practice, there was a time where it was extremely stressful. And, you know, I, I have some adoration hours at our, at our church 
Um, and one of those adoration hours, I went in like stressed. My wife was out of town. Pharmacy numbers weren't looking good. You know, just basically asking God, you know, what what do you want? Do you, do you want this, this practice to be available for people to get healing? If you do, you need to help me out. So I left adoration, went down to the pharmacy, hammered out a... Uh, save the pharmacy plan, rescue the pharmacy plan. And it all turned out good. And, you know, it just look at that as, you know, a higher power looking over, helping, helping me get through the tough times. And that's, that's typically when we, when we go in and do those things. So, yeah. So big part of it. Um, well, um, if you've made it this far into our podcast, your reward is a 25% off a supplement of your choice using the code water cooler podcast, uh, for telephone and in-person orders at the pharmacy. Uh, thank you for the conversation, Steve, and for the chance to get to, for our listeners to get to know you more. I think, um, yeah, this was fun. I think thanks, thanks for having me on your podcast. Right, right. Um, yeah, that the podcast that I didn't know I had. So <laughs> it was it was a really good time. I appreciate it. Do right. I get a gift in the mail? <laughs> hey, yeah, maybe so. We'll get you that gift in the mail. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you very much. All right. Hey, keep in mind, be vigilant about your health. As always, be vigilant about your health.